You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. I think neither child nor adult enjoys it. It's a rare experience. Nobody enjoys it. What is up, everybody? Welcome to a hump day edition of the DMVR Nuggets podcast. Guess what day it is, huh? <laughs> Guess what day it is. God, I hope it's not a bad day. It's just Wednesday. Just regular old Wednesday. That is a bad day. Two-man edition here of the DMVR Nuggets podcast. Uh, the rest of the crew absent. I haven't been able to get a hold of any of them. I don't... I'm having a hard time remembering I, the beat's not just you and I. It's not. There's other people here. They're going to be joining us tomorrow. Live and in studio. We should be very excited for that. Um, we do have a fun show for you, though. You know why? What's that? Because I planned it. <laughs> so it's like every show. It's like every show. Every They're show all bangers. <laughs> this show. one will be an absolute banger, though. Um, later in the show, we're going to be joined by Jace Frederick of the Pioneer Press, who covers the Minnesota Timberwolves. He's going to be giving us the Minnesota Timberwolves perspective on this new lineup as well as what is the name for this new lineup? Is it the Twin Timbers? We'll talk about the that. Twin Timbers. Yeah, you work You work on some names there. You're good at this. All right. Uh, yeah, well, st- hold on. I'm not going to give... <laughs> them a nickname that, that might then be used against us I great refuse. call great call refuse to do it um but we're going to talk to him i can't wait to get his perspective i'm also just curious like what minnesota's one of the harder teams to peg this year like are they going to be great are they going to be mediocre are they gonna be bad we don't know and so it'll be fun to hear just another perspective you know we have friend of the show dane moron all the time get a little bit of different one uh you know here from jace good guy we're also going to do an updated haters ball. We did teams live. It was <laughs> one of my favorite wrong. episodes we've ever done. Wow. Uh, the haters guide. We did it to teams. We ranked one being absolute hatred, oh ten meaning God. un, uh, you know, the the ultimate love the you love. can have. The love of the love of our lives. We did it for teams, but now we're going to do it for specific players, oh, past man. and present. This is, you know, sometimes you just take maybe 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 you're not old enough. Maybe you are. You just take a step back. Things happen in your life. You're like. You know what? My life led me to that moment. <laughs> That's what this is? Me getting to rank players based on how much I hate them is why I'm here on Earth. Eric, you realize I'm closer in age to you than anybody else is to me in this company. So, like, I'm not that far behind you. In fact, when we met, I was, you were my age. I know. I just feel like I've lived more. You know what I mean? You have. <laughs> you lived an awful lot. Um, but our top story today, guys, do you know what it is, Eric? Uh, is it about hate? No. Oh, it, uh, is it about Jokic? Nikola Jokic has arrived with the Serbian national team. Uh, he's there. In years past, Eric, we've like we don't see Jokic. We saw him at the last time we saw him was at the MVP celebration. Haven't seen him since then. I don't. Oh no, that's not true. River rafting. He had one river rafting video. Uh, we we actually had like a, a solid like week or so where yeah. we had Jokic sightings, but he's de- he's gone. Deep into hiding. That's right. We've learned this. Unlike MPJ, where all we do is beg for evidence that he can still play basketball. Nikola Jokic, we know, should be left alone, yeah. allowed to. It's, so, it's actually hilarious. We're not right. begging for anything. We're just like, <laughs> leave so the man right. alone. MPJ, we're like, you better do something in the middle of Denver. Yeah. Today. <laughs> yeah, on camera. Multiple otherwise, angles. We want to otherwise, we're going to burn you in this stuff. <laughs> it is actually so funny. That is the exact opposite approach. We're like, if Jokic dropped a mixtape, like, we'd be like, what the hell's wrong with him? Yeah, what's hap- is he all right? Like, yeah, what's going on here? Um, <laughs> but also, unsurprisingly, the reports out of Serbia Jokic, great shape. Great shape. He's in great shape. I know this is funny because we're past it. But there is was a moment in time when that was unclear. Like we didn't see Jokic for months, and we're like, "Trick or treat! What Bro, are we getting?" If Jokic came back and was fat again, <laughs> that would actually be awesome. That would be. I don't. I I would find it disheartening. I have to say, like we 
I, I yeah, I never want to talk about his weight again. Well, I, honestly, like that's what's so funny is when I saw the reports today, it was the first I'd have thought about it. I just assumed Yoke was in great shape. Like you know, that, uh, fully over the hump he's, in terms of muscle watch in that term. He's two time MVP. He's like, past the threshold. He's well past that threshold. But I will say, and here's the thing that I love when I get these little morsels. Again, I'm getting these mostly from Miroslav uh, and some other friends of uh, of the show who are sending little little morsels. Like, hey, do you guys see this? Yeah. You see this? One of the things was, hey, not only is he here, he's the first one at all these workouts. He's the last one to leave. Mm. This is the thing about Jokic that is very, you have to like kind of look because it's not blasted through the microphone. He doesn't do the one-on-one with Rachel Nichols where he talks like, about it. I'm in the it. best shape of my life. He's not doing those types of things and, and doing Instagram. But it is the most underrated aspect of, of him and who he is. He really is. like, And I just love to see him bringing that now to the national team, this thing of like nobody knows it, but I'm outwork every single person. <laughs> the, the greatest part is that you know that he's like um, lifting tires and saddles. He's not actually working <laughs> out, but it's like it's you know he he's he's developing that like uh, his country strong. Yes, he's developing country strength where like all of his muscles are constantly engaged because he's doing like blue collar tasks like lifting bales of hay and stuff. He, I love it. You know who he is? He literally is Larry Bird. Oh God. Is no, he, I'm is saying gonna, this is. I hope he doesn't throw out his back. Is he going to injure his back? Yeah, yeah. By <laughs> paving his own <laughs> his own driveway. His own but driveway. you're right. Like, I, look, I think Jokic is also working out, but I do imagine there is a certain amount of like bail tossing and you know, like just like <laughs> horseshoeing that requires a lot of strength and stuff. It is true. This is why I like the Big Ten. It's all lining from Samblick. We're gonna have to figure out <laughs> if there is a word that rhymes with sambor that is means it, country. Yeah, or yes, is there rural? A, yeah, what is the lovably the offensive term? From Sambor. Uh, like <laughs> what is the equivalent of hick in Sambor? You're right. I mean, hick, is, hick is like derogatory. Isn't it, it is, but it's yeah. like. But, but it's friendly derogatory. It's fr- like nobody. I mean, you can use it. I've used it many times uh, to be offensive. You're just a hick. Yeah, you do. I've you, never yelled at somebody. Except <laughs> 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 you just yelled it literally Into the internationally. Microphone. Right. <laughs> uh, anyway, I think it's really cool to see. There are some pictures. The homie Miroslav tweeted them out if you want to go and do the, like, the, the deep digging on those kind of things. Um, but he looks great. He looks great. He looks content. And Dude. guess what? Two weeks, we're going to go see him play against Giannis. Oh, my God. I, I mean, I, like, I know that that is true intellectually. I know that I made a graphic for it. Well, I know that that graphic appeared in a large uh, publication in Serbia this morning. It's <laughs> <That's> awesome. <laughs> uh, but I still can't really wrap my mind around the fact that it's like a real thing that's happening. I can't tell either if we're going to be greeted, um, you know, like in the streets of like, hey, they're here. Or if like no one will know who Jokic is. I can't tell. I can't either. I can't tell what it'll be like if it's like, hey, celebration of basketball. Today, Jokic had a a quote, by the way, that Miroslav put out where he's like, as a nation, us Serbs, we don't like basketball. (laughs) (laughs) What? Which is kind of different from everything I've been told. You know, Miroslav, I feel like he's really been giving us terrible information for years. But uh, he said his quote to finish it off, just to give the proper context, he's saying something to the effect of, we don't love basketball. We love competition. You know, uh, what's he say? It's our mentality. We don't love basketball. We don't like sports. We love winning. I like that. There is a difference. And they just have, this is what a perfect way to understand Nikola Jokic, the man who is cursed with the most (laughs) basketball talent in the world. He doesn't want to do it, but he is obliged to because these are gifts that were given to him. He's like, do I love basketball? Maybe. Am I great at basketball? And and, (laughs) And then, so I must uh, pursue that and then win at it like yes like it's about national pride through whatever means and they just all happen to be good at basketball this is actually a psychology thing when people are using generalities to speak about a group whether it's your generation whether it's your state or country or you know whatever oftentimes you use the we but you really mean i and so i think that's what Jokic is saying i don't love basketball <laughs> But I love winning. And he's like, I assume I'm a stand-in for every other person, you know, of Serbian descent. Um, I don't love basketball. But you know what? I love winning. And you know what? I do. That's I'll take it. Oh, my God. (laughs) Truly. Like, I truly. I mean, all that says is that Jokic desperately wants to win an NBA championship. And then he's going to retire shortly thereafter. So a little sugar, a little, little salt. We'll take what we can get. I like the idea, though, that the man is propelled by the concept of winning. 
I do love that as well. All right, are you ready? To, are you? Can you channel your inner hater? Uh, hold on, let me. Uh, I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Kale, um, you're gonna have to help out. Chat, talk along with us here. I get. We're doing this. The number system one equals absolute despise. Yeah. You cannot stand any piece of them. No redeemable qualities in your eye. Holy. Ten smokes. would be like Jokic. Perfect in every way. The top human being. The top human being. Okay. I'm not sure there's going to be any tens out here that I'm going to be throwing your way. Although maybe a few. Maybe a few. Oh, man. This is going to be another thing where I find what my value system is based on things that it shouldn't be based on. Yeah. Okay, great. Let's go. All right. Number one, we're just going to set a little baseline here. Okay. Giannis Attentacumpo. Oh, my God. Okay. We talked about this last time when discussing the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, but we didn't give a number to Giannis. We just said he was the reason. The Milwaukee Bucks, yes, received a very high score, an eight, if I'm not mistaken, because of Giannis. But So does that mean Giannis is an eight or the rest of Milwaukee weighs him down to an eight? I think he's got to be a nine. He's a nine. I think he's got to be a nine. Is that the highest score outside of a nugget? Yes. (laughs) I mean, like, yeah, no one else. Oh, my God. Do I need to leave space for my own mother? <laughs> do I, also, second follow-up question. Do I like Giannis better than my own mother? Now, here's the real question. Nuggets, Bucks, finals this year. I'd hate them. What, like, what happens? To, like, is it like an, a balloon that's, you know, just completely deflates? Just all of a sudden oh, you hate Giannis. Yeah, I mean, like, I, Luca, I found to be lovable. And now I'm like, screw Luca. Okay. So Giannis, you only love because he's so far away. He's so, so far like, away. Like, I do, okay. I, yeah. I'm, I'm going to leave a half step for my own mother. I will. Well, I'm going to say this. Serbia, we will be there to watch Serbia versus Greece. Yoke, maybe or Eric may be conflicted on who he's rooting for here. I, just, I won't know. Who I don't want to send the mob loose on you. I don't want to know. Oh, my God. What if I aim my flare at the wrong people? That's right. What oh if you do God. that? Oh, my God. It'll okay, be a well, disaster. Absolute disaster. All right. Number two, John Morant. Oh, man. Woo, you're right. This is going to be a <laughs> deep dive into Dude. my psychology. That's right. How do I feel about... John Morant. Here's so I like John Morant. I love his game. I love how braggadocious he is. He's you do? Turned, well, yes. I, I, I love kind of what he's about, but he's proven himself to be a little more than I had bargained for. <laughs> when he, uh, for his sure. Twitter account, when he started for telling sure. people that they should, uh, threatening fans that, uh, they, that hollow tips, uh, Right, yeah. Like, come on, what are we I'm doing? I'm like, all right. Uh, it's okay. also lame because it's like, is what is Josh saying he's going to shoot them? That's the, the like, the, okay. like, what are we doing here, dude? So, okay. So, how do I feel about Job? <laughs> I think he's a, oh, God, five would mean I don't care about him at all. It I means you're I neutral. It means you have think, mixed. It could either mean you don't I care I, or you care both ways I equally. think I'm going to give him a six. I think I feel better, really? more positive than negative about him. I, I listen, I know where you're going to come in with this. Ooh, chat disagrees. I'm a two. I'm down. Two. I'm out on John Morant, man. I kind of, I'm oh, out. God. I loved him. He was like Anthony Edwards to me a year ago. Yeah, you're right. Oh, just when you, if, if you, if you switch sides, stay on that side. If you switch sides, stay I on. switch sides. <laughs> Yeah, I kind of switched sides that time too. All right, you know what? I'm a four. You take yeah, it. Sometimes you just need to talk these We're things out. out. I don't know how exactly how I felt. What I is the chat saying on Jaw? Uh, there's a couple people who really love him, but for the most part, we're getting threes and fours. I wonder if you're, if, if like how online you are is determines on how much for you hate, sure. dislike or dislike. If John you Brand. just watch him, he's so fun to watch. His his game is so fun. He's like way more athletic than you would expect him to be. Like his he's way like. He's 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 a one of one athlete. Like the, he's an he's athletic in ways other plate people are not. Even like Westbrook is different athleticism. Not better Man. or worse, it's different. All right, I think four. Okay, all right, you're four. All right, four. Rudy Gobert. Oh, dude, Rudy Gobert two. I was gonna say he can't be a one. I don't know. Like, even no. I don't hate him that much. Yeah, because because there's nothing acrimonious coming from his side of the equation. It's so true. He is. Uh, like very peaceable. He's unlovable. Almost, um, it's not his own fault. Like that's who he is. I know. He's like a. He's like, like Anne from Arrested Development. <laughs> <laughs> Just like a cat that like no one takes care of. Uh, he's like, like this table. You yeah, know, you're he's like, like oh, whatever. He has his feet are the biggest things I've ever seen. Like they're distracting to me when I watch him try to that's move. That's true. He does have big very, feet. Very like he has big I, feet. I have big even feet too. I'm this, you know, but no, but I'm like bumping him up to two and a half proportionally yeah. even for a big guy he has big feet seems like awfully like uh you know superficial to base that on but then we're talking about hate here that's too. the thing is <laughs> I, this is what's weird about it is i dislike him more than a lot of players but i don't hate him meaning <laughs> meaning like i have an absence of love for all the things he does yeah. but i don't have a hatred necessarily for the things he yeah does. yeah 
you know, if we were it's talking tough. about this a year or so ago, I may have brought up the press conference thing. Uh, all that's uh, all COVID under water, the bridge. Wonder, <laughs> COVID under the bridge. There you go. Uh, here's an interesting one: Malik Beasley, former Nugget, Malik Beasley. I have positive feelings for Malik Beasley. You do. I like Malik Beasley. Okay. I wanted Malik Beasley to stick around. I recognized that uh, Malik Beasley was, was sort of led astray off of the right path when he went to Minnesota. He knows it. The uh, U.S. judicial service, <laughs> <laughs> the legal system wow. is aware of this. But I like this guy. I, I mean, For me, he's a in, six guess, or a yeah. seven. Six and a half. I'm like a four for the aforementioned <laughs> legal issues here. <laughs> I I had like, you know, he was like when he got traded, you know, I'm rooting for Wancho and Beasley and Van. I'm rooting for those guys. Yeah. And then now I think like they've all dissolved my my affection. Beasley was oh, should, the, when he was the dance guy on the team. Um, yeah. Ben, I mean, the most lovable nugget. Like, yeah. he kind of. That's true. He did. He, 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 he took a little bit of a heel turn in the way that Kevin Durant did. When Kevin Durant yeah. was in Oklahoma City, and he was the guy that wore the backpack. Yeah. And he rode his bike, and he had like sort of a childlike quality that you liked about him. Like, Beasley, same thing. You're like, this guy is exuberant. He loves life. He likes to dance. And then you're like, oh, he was acting. That's not, like he's that's not You're real right. he, was, he was acting uh what about jared vanderbilt same thing like I same don't, same zone i mean what's what's to dislike about jared vanderbilt nothing he's, he's never given us a reason like he's never like, agree. really taken it to us yeah. like, he's a guy i root for i'll always fondly remember that one half court bounce skip pass that he made the first time he came in that was like <laughs> he peaked the in the big, first minute that of was career. the biggest misnomer <laughs> like the most, it threw us off the track yeah. so much for what to expect from him i feel like a, a seven frame as well six six and a half seven wancho hernan gomez oh god bo cruz <laughs> bo cruz the uh star of silver screen and stage that's right wancho hernan gomez who now is a philadelphia legend bo cruz um i mean how can you hate wancho Wancho. Do you, but do you like him? This is the thing is like, at the, there was a time when he was like an eight and a half, nine. And I think I'm just I wondering. Still do because still he's do? sort of like falling on. I like, I'm he's kind of falling rooting, on hard times. I'm like rooting for him still. There's like no reason. It's not like he is now where I have to look very critically at Jermichael Green. Do I hate this right, guy that's on yeah. the Golden State Warriors? Like, Wancho has been mired in mediocrity. He hasn't yeah. found a starting job anywhere. There's no reason to hate this guy. I still feel like an eight. I want to hang out with him. All right, what about DeMarcus Cousins? <laughs> DeMarcus I'm putting him in. Look at how uncomfortable he is well, right now. This is like you're talking about pe- <laughs> What you're doing is you're playing with the allegiance part of my brain, which is tough. Like, I can't evaluate any of these people just He's based on He's not a nugget own, at the moment. Not a nugget at the moment. I would have given him a two, potentially a one, before he joined the Nuggets. And then I was like... All year, I was like, do I like DeMarcus Cousins? <laughs> yes, like, the answer was yes. And I totally liked DeMarcus Cousins. <laughs> and so I had to look inward. Like, was I the problem the whole time? Was he, in fact, misunderstood? Do I need to be more rational when I irrational when I assign my hatred towards yeah. people? I still think no. So I think I... But I'm, I'm left with residual feelings of positivity about DeMarcus Cousins. <laughs> so I'm going to give him a... I'm giving him a seven. <laughs> For the record, chat also in on Boogie. Boogie was great last he year. He was so good last year. He was and he was good in a fun way. Like you could be good. Like Mason Plumley was good, but like Boogie does things that are fun. Good. All those technicals were actually hilarious. Now in retrospect, <laughs> I was pretty mad at the time. If he was still in the Nuggets, he might be like an eight or a nine. Yeah, I know I have Eric in knots when he starts doing this. Oh, one. Dude. <laughs> this is such a like I'm soothing, like, like <laughs> self soothing. <laughs> like, well, I just I know that I'm I'm having to plumb the deep depths of my own soul. It's yeah. difficult. Damian Lillard. <laughs> Hold on, Kel, did I come up with some great names? <laughs> dude, here, really? some great names. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Okay, wow, Damian Lillard. There's so much. As a small market team fan to appreciate about Dame Leather. He is not scared of the grind. He calls out all y'all suckers. Man, y'all I, boys I kind of are agree scared with of the grind. He does things that you want your superstar to do. Unfortunately, 
unfortunately for Damian Lillard, he does it for the wrong team. <laughs> there is an objective outside of basketball feeling I have for Damian Lillard, which is much higher on the scale that we're discussing right now, which I feel is mostly basketball related. And for that reason, Damian Lillard comes in at a three. <laughs> <laughs> really? A three? Uh, he's the goddamn point guard of the plate of the Trailblazers. He was... <sighs> Uh, although largely neutralized, he was part of Here, the most heartbreaking yeah. series that the Nuggets have been part of in my adult. And he's really taken Nurk under his wing, which is kind of like it's a bummer. Oh. Here's what I will say. Here's why this is so fun, because I think when we did Blazers, I had them at like a two or three or something. Like, the only reason is I was softening on them because I wasn't as threatened by them. But I don't like them. I like hated them in their heyday Nuggets-Blazers rivalry. But none of it falls on Dame for some reason. And maybe this is his greatest trick is that he somehow like both associates himself oh with Portland God. in the ways that matter and disassociates himself in these ways. I, I would go like seven for Dame. I like, seven. I like Dame and I hate the Blazers. What a weird thing. That's what I'm saying. Like the, the, the my I mean, if my human being side, which yeah. I feel like you're appealing to, but I have to ignore. Yeah. Is. All in on Dame. I would love to hang out with Dame Lillard. If Dame was a nugget, he'd be like a 10. Like he would, I, he would be so I high. I mean, it's so very affectionately that I refer yeah. to Bones Highland as That's literally right. Dame Lillard. Yeah, you do say that. But uh, all the same, Dame gets a three. You suck, Dame. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot more of these current players. I've also got some uh, former players on the list that we can talk over in segment two. But first, let's take a break. And that means D-line reading ad reads. Oh, God. I forgot to pull it up. You, you got DraftKings. <laughs> DraftKings. Uh, I don't know that I can do that off the top of my head. Uh, hold on one sec. DraftKings, uh, the official sports book of DNBR, please, <laughs> if you've up. got it. Yes. All right. I'll pull it up. You go for it. You know what game, actually, I'm interested in for DraftKings? We're one th- oh, actually, we're going to have to place our bets here before we go. Yes. The the Serbia World uh, Greece game. Oh, we definitely need to have uh, skin in the game when we're, uh, we're out there shooting flares at the uh, Greek the Greek fans. Yeah. <laughs> Get in on the hottest sports action for your shot at cold, hard cash with DraftKings Sportsbook. Bet on your favorite sports all summer long and gear up for football season right now. New customers can get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Just make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get another shot at a big win. Plus... Same game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, props. Your betting options fill endless. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code DNBR. Make your first deposit and get that risk-free bet up to $1,000. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Risk-free bet paid out in the form of non-withdrawable free bet tokens. Max $1,000. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call one 800 522-4700. We also want to tell you about what I believe is our longest running partner here at DNVR. Do you know who they are? Green Mountain Dental. Green Mountain Dental Group. We've had several of our listeners go over there, and what do they get when they get a cleaning x-ray and exam? A uh, winning smile. A winning smile for sure. <laughs> and that they get phase. a free Sonicare toothbrush. Free Sonicare t- toothbrush when you go and sign up to get a cleaning x-ray and exam. I go every three months to the to the dentist. I just like it. I, your teeth feel so clean. You can always feel like the rigidness of your teeth when you go. There is a thing that happens when you hit your uh, around college age life yeah. where you lose contact with the dentist. You don't go regularly. Yeah. You don't have a dentist. Nobody's in college. And then once you become a young professional and you get access to dental insurance again, there's a weird Fear that has creep, crept mm, into people's minds. Right, they you were are a child weird, they, the last time. They don't want to start it back up. They're be, they're afraid they're going to be drilled in. You're going to have a bunch of cavities. You don't want to get the process started. Once you get to just sort of in that rhythm of going every six months, every three, whatever it is, to get the cleaning and everything, it becomes a joy. Yeah. Green Mountain Dental Group's great. They've been a longtime partner of ours. People always ask us, how can we support you guys? One of the things is you're going to go to a dentist, or you should. Uh, it, <laughs> you make should. it Green Mountain Dental. Make it, make it them. All right. Back here, guys. We're doing the haters guide here. We're going through some players. <laughs> oh, we just did Damian Lillard. Very difficult. This one maybe a little bit easier. Okay. Jeremy Grant. <sighs> Jeremy Grant stood up for what he believed in. Yeah. <laughs> believed, At the expense of the Denver Nuggets. <laughs> believed in leaving Denver. <laughs> he kind of believed in <laughs> against Denver. He's like, the belief is. I hate Denver. That's a tough way to be because you love a man with principle. You just wish that the principle wasn't in direct opposition to your own feelings and your own existence. Jeremy Grant now hilariously was then traded to Portland 
which is right back out of line with his, <laughs> his own personal feelings. Jeremy Grant did not give us a chance. Jeremy Grant, you get a four. Jeremy Grant did spend the one year in Denver when the world was least enjoyable. Yes. He, he picked, I mean, he didn't pick it. He was traded for it, but like he really spent the worst one here. A four, I go lower on Jeremy Grant, man. I go a three. Low. I don't like, this is a dumb thing. I grade these guys mostly off of what they are as basketball players. I don't like when guys don't want, recognize, or accept the role that best suits them. You know what I mean? Yes. Jeremy Grant would be one of the best role players in all of the NBA. He yes. sees himself but as he different. To- he wants to be a bad star rather than a great role player. And there's more money. There's like other considerations in this. Some people find virtue in it. Like I talked to some people even inside the Nuggets organization, and they're like, you know what? It takes guts to say, hey, I, I think I could be more than that, and I'm going to go out and prove it. Like There is some nobility in it. I just don't like it. I like when people You're are right. like. We're not talking about human traits here. What about haters club? Remember my my sermon about the uh, basketball is a spiritual game, and no part of the body can say it's less honorable. <laughs> this is how I feel about role players. Jeremy Grant was like an armpit. <laughs> okay, you don't do you hate your armpit? Love armpits, so needed. But you gave him a low score. No, well, because he wants to be a, a knee. I see. You you uh, you hate him because the armpit is believes it's the face. That's what I'm saying exactly. <laughs> Uh, this metaphor didn't work. Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> that was very confusing. <laughs> Breaking it down was difficult. Spider. Uh, Spider Mitchell. <sighs> Spider Mitchell. Doesn't. Okay. For one nugget. <laughs> <laughs> Spider Mitchell. Um, part of the duo that was so loathable in Utah. Doesn't seem to like Utah himself. <laughs> Does it help that he also ran Rudy Gobert out of town? <laughs> he did might get traded. Yeah, um, really. Come on, he's been trying to get traded for several years. He hates Utah, and I hate Utah. We have one thing in common. Um, he and Jamal Murray went that head-to-head matchup in the bubble was so unbelievable. But I hated him throughout because he was giving us such pain. We ultimately triumphed, which made, gave me such a joy. Yeah. I'm going to give him a three. <laughs> That's where I think I have too. It's, like, it's dislike. I'm not. I'm anti him, but I don't really care that much. Uh, DeAndre Jordan. Oh God damn it. <laughs> See, this is tough because he's not had the opportunity to go through the evolution that Boogie Cousins did. This is is like a dating show, like a a blind (laughs) dating show where they come out and they're like immediately pretending to be in love. And you're like, you literally just met each other. Oh, no. Right. This, like you see, I, I, this I, is the reveal and they're walking towards you and you're like, I, oh, my God, I'm so in love. I haven't what? seen him in a Nuggets uniform. So it's he's different. literally done nothing for you. He has given us a very bad start to the offseason. The free <laughs> agency period. For, not, not his fault. Not his fault. Doesn't matter. I, I mean, I, who, who am I supposed to hate? The Nuggets? Uh. <laughs> so DeAndre Jordan, I've never liked him. I still don't like him. I hated the move. It's not his fault. I'm sure he's watching. DeAndre, uh, <laughs> for this three, I apologize. I'm sorry. A three? Right now. I'm a five, man. You. Oh, God. That's the right answer. It's so obvious once I said it. it is, is it a five, dude? I still don't like him at it's all. It's a blank canvas, man. You got to give a guy a shot. You, I mean, I will. You're but going in with baggage. <laughs> <laughs> it's his baggage. <laughs> Fine. You five. hopped aboard and threw right, the anchor you're out. Right, right, you're right. Away. You're right. A five. We need a blank canvas. You're right. Blank canvas. All right. All right. Chet Holmgren. Oh, this is a man. tough one because he hasn't done enough for you to really have opinions, but I know Chet you have Chet Holmgren them. should be goofy and funny because he looks goofy <laughs> and funny, but he's oddly You're right. serious. You're right. He has been pictured a couple times wearing like a lot of jewelry, yeah, and, like a cocked yeah. hat and like jeans that are too cool. Which his are not personality age well. does not match his appearance. No, he needs to be, like, he should be like Vlatko. You know what I mean? Or he should be like a, just a quiet, hard worker comes in like, hey, guys, like, hey, what are we doing today? But he, he like walks in like, I mean, like he is the goofiest looking dude in the NBA. Yeah. And but he acts. It's early on his, his career. Um, so there's room to go up from here. But I think Chet Holmes, but I'm also rooting for him because I kind of think it, like I enjoy what he brings to the basketball court. But his personality is rough. <laughs> he kind of reminds me of another Chet, Chet Hanks. <laughs> yes, big Chet. Dude, it's a Chet. Thing. It's a Chet thing. If you're Chet, you overcorrect on the name. I think is wow. Are all Chets starting at a baseline of a three, and then it's above or below? I only know those two Chets, so I will say yes. Base. So he's a baseline Chet. He's a three. Yeah. he's a three. Wow. 
I think I'm pro Chet Holmgren though. You're for pro. all the reasons you said, <laughs> except for he's so goofy that I'm like, hey man, what's he supposed to do? Like, but to I do? know, but like Poku, and he's good. Poku, he could be like Poku. He should be like Poku. I think Poku could use a little Chet in him. <laughs> Poku is Serbian for Chet. <laughs> DeAndre Poka Chetsky. DeAndre Ayton. I like DeAndre. <laughs> DeAndre Ayton. I know your psychology on this one so thoroughly. I, I well because you've heard me say everything that I that's no, in my I, brain. Not even that. I like yeah. Well, the same way that I've been because he he himself attempted to scorn the Suns. <laughs> <laughs> that bumps him up. I watched DeAndre Jordan or DeAndre Ayton, as I've said many times, be one of the worst players I've ever seen Jokic go up against. Yeah. In the beginning his as he started off his rookie season, he clowned him so hard, and by the end of that season, he became one of the most formidable defensive players that Jokic ever faces each year i like that he is Jokic's good friend that they he's always smiling he takes no he he never misses an opportunity to compliment Jokic. yeah which i love that you're right that we're so easy that's all it takes that's it he's like yoke's the best we're like we agree dude if literally if uh i don't know my greatest enemy was like yoke deserved that mvp award i'm like are they so bad? Are they so bad? <laughs> so DeAndre Ayton, I actually like him a lot. I hate that the Suns re-signed him. I wish he would have gone to the Indiana Pacers and been set free from the ridiculous amount of ire that he gets from very spoiled, very ridiculous Suns fans. I'm going to give him a seven. Ah, that's You know what? Seems, I'll go six because he's still on the Suns. If he got traded to the Pacers, I might be like an eight. I'd be all in on eight, and I'd be like, Eight. That, I'd be it's eight. Right yeah, I'd be right there. But instead, he's still a Phoenix Sun, so I have to discount him there. I'm with you. The other part of your psychology you overlooked here is <laughs> Suns fans don't appreciate him. No, well, that's what I said. Like, yeah. he's, uh, oh, they they themselves are ridiculous in their their evaluations of him. It's like absurd. It makes me. It does make me like him more. I want. I, like I want. Like I don't know, even know what we would do with him on this team. But I want. <laughs> There's nothing we would do with him. All right, we're gonna go historic players here. Oh man, <laughs> we're doing historic players here. We're gonna start with a toughie and a biggie, the late great Kobe Bryant. Bro, what are you trying to do? To me? <laughs> <laughs> like, I could have thrown Bill Russell at you. Somebody been like, "Wow, now you can't you pay this to me." <laughs> Maybe talk about Kobe and Gigi in a haters guide. It's Kobe. Do you hate Kobe? <laughs> I didn't know. I actually, you know what's funny? We've talked about basketball a lot. You know, like every day. I have no idea what you think of. Kobe. We've never talked about Kobe together. <laughs> you hate Kobe? Just say you hate him. There's nothing wrong with hating a player. There's not a wrong answer here. I love how you're like processing whether your take is bad or not. It's like, dude, no, it's just, do you it's, like a player or not? Uh, the, Kobe had some issues in Colorado. That's where you're basing most of your perspective on. It's fair. I find it's a important people, perspective. I find a lot of people just gloss right over that. Just completely overlook it. Uh, especially in a time when we're talking about Deshaun Watson. Can we go to the next go, one? Go to the next one here. <laughs> Leaving this in a, I just thought it was going to be a lighthearted, like, three. <laughs> but nope, we went Bro, real heavy I, here. Uh, to me, it, it is, it is uh, I'll say this. It is quite low. On this <laughs> quite low. Tony Parker. Tony Parker. <laughs> <laughs> kind of unhateable, right? A lovable uh, face. Well... He's hateable, man. Like he, he, was he, also, he also eliminated he cheated the on Ava Longoria with a, with, with, with a, with with a bone, teammate. Yeah, Bones Barry. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I really have opened this up too wide. You really are. Like, I, mean, I, <laughs> I thought this was like going to be a to- fun segment, Kale. I, like I didn't to- realize what we were going to do. I like Tony Parker. Tony Parker has a lot of Monte Morris in him. Tony Parker is... <laughs> Not flashy, not showy, gets the job done, allows uh, the right players to make the right moves. Did you just call them to Monte Morris? A little bit. I like just that. They're the point guards? Well, they're steady point guards, like not flashy. Uh, little Tony Parker's like the quickest guy in the NBA for a long time. A little bit. A little, okay, fair enough. Um, but I like him. I feel positive about Tony Parker. I'm going to say a seven. I like him. Shaquille O'Neal. <sighs> Uh, Shaquille O'Neal. Are we talking the player or the TV personality? We're, t- we're talking about the human being. Shaquille O'Neal. Uh, when I was a young man, released a hip hop song called <laughs> uh, "Truth," not "True Fushnik." Uh, What's up, Doc? Starring the or featuring the Fushnikins. 
Can we rock? What's up, Doc? You have to look. Who's on MTV rap? Yo, okay. Rap. Um, Yo, Shaq, can you rock the mic? How could you ask it? Is yes, that the one? Yes. And then he also had the video game Shaq Fu. Yeah. He was, uh, I watched the movie Blue Chips. I knew all about Shaquille O'Neal when I was in uh, middle school, which yeah. was rare. Um, now I find his personality to be exquisitely off-putting. <laughs> he is very insecure for somebody that should be very secure. There is no product on earth that he won't put his name on. There's a little too yeah. much Shaquille O'Neal in my life. <laughs> I don't hate him, but I don't like him. But I also, uh, he was a Laker. And he, uh, I, I think I'm maybe a four with Shaq. I'm, a, uh, I'm a two. I'm a two. Whoa, I don't a like, two? I'm anti-Shaq, man. A two? I don't, li- I don't like Shaq the player. I didn't like Shaq the Laker, especially. Shaq the businessman, to your point, just a little too much Shaq in my life. And then Shaq, the analyst, analyst, even lower. Man, Shaq really went at JaVale McGee when I was carrying the water for JaVale McGee. Really? Well, what a he funny, was on Shaq in the what a, Yeah, the what a hilarious like, I know, now reason I'm like, to hate Shaq. Now I'm like, maybe Shaq was right. <laughs> <laughs> Allen Iverson. Oh, come on. I mean, Allen Iverson, absolute legend in the game, changed the game from a cultural standpoint, uh, brought a lot of the elements that I love about the NBA to the NBA, um, Denver Nugget. Uh, I mean, Allen Iverson, an eight. Yeah, I would say that's about right for me too. Eight. Right? You know, he's like pretty high up there. I love AI. AI, the person. I he's one of very, 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 very few legendary NBA players that likes the current NBA. Yeah, shouts those guys out nonstop. Which I'm just like, it's so funny to me, man. Honestly, there's few things that earn my respect more than people that are secure enough in themselves to give credit to others, including competitors. Yeah. It's like the ultimate, like, man, that like, guy gets it. Or he's just, like, secure enough that he doesn't have to play his game. Like, Shaq's thing. the opposite. There is a, uh, like, that, that is the, that, no football players are like, hey, the forward pass wasn't was, <laughs> what, what it once was when, when the Bronco Nagurski was playing. Yeah. Like, they, today... Like uh, they do do Travis the thing Kelsey of, could never play in that era. They do do the thing though, where they're like, they don't hit and all these rules, and you're well, like, there's that, yeah, they're like, well, I mean, but like, they also are dealing with the exact consequences or are familiar enough with people who yeah, are, yeah, like, like, all right, maybe we shouldn't it, hit. It's hard to uh, advocate for CTE these days. It is, it is a tough <laughs> line to be on. Here's a tough one, Andre Guadala. The mole, <laughs> the mole, you believe is tough, huh, dude? So Reddit hates Andre Iguodala. It's like their number one most hated person. Yeah. Which uh, I find kind of interesting. Andre Iguodala. Uh, Way more hateable former Nuggets, in my opinion, my personal Andre opinion. Iguodala actually did harm to the Nuggets while on the Nuggets. He was a true Benedict Arnold. He was withholding of his personality when he was here. He, we didn't actually know who he was. He pretend, like he was very demure, uh, like we, I thought he was like somebody that he wasn't. As soon as he went to uh, to uh, the Golden State Warriors, we saw who he really was. Uh, a I, great all time basketball player, a fantastic <laughs> six man, a, <laughs> and a, a decorated champion, teammate, and leader. Really tough break. His true colors, <laughs> his true colors <laughs> came out. Ultimate winner. <laughs> Uh, Andre Iguodala, one, one for Andre Really? You, you hate him. suck the mole. You, you suck the mole. I did. The People. mole? He has a nickname. The mole? I'm about to lower my Q score amongst Nuggets fans by a lot. I'm like an eight, man. What? What did I say about about role players? No, because it's funny. Him and Jeremy kind of have some similarities. Like, they both dislike Denver for largely similar reasons. Here's two things. One, he made a decision to leave Denver, which, by the way, was a sinking ship, and joined the Golden State Warriors, which he saw as being a dynasty. And guess what? On both accounts, he was right. Sometimes you need a little distance to stand back and say, hold on, do I now see their perspective with Carmelo Anthony? Absolutely not. He left a great team to go join a terrible one. You're like, what were you doing? You literally just hated Denver. Andre Iguodala left a sinking ship to go form the greatest dynasty we have ever seen, and he first, he saw it all. And I'm like, you know what? Are there problems with him? Well, of course. But what did I say about Jeremy? I don't like when players want to be something that they're not. Iguodala is the opposite. He so, wanted to be exactly what he was supposed to be, and because of it, he helped form the greatest dynasty. So here's here's what Adam has told you about himself. Feel free to punch him in the stomach if if you have you, a reason if to. You're going to be a good, uh, successful businessman afterwards. That's not how. That's not exactly how. You're I allowed to I injure Adam if you if it's a good decision for you personally. If Adam's wondering how his Q score just went, uh, <laughs> we rough. just got two dislikes right then. <laughs> 
tough break. You hey, gave Iggy an eight. Here's what I'm telling you, man. I just I keep it 100 here. Keep it 100. Jesus, I, I keep it one here. I keep it one. Iggy, you get a one. Kevin Garnett. Oh, Kevin Garnett's great. Really? Well, I didn't know when you said. Oh, I thought I did not know where you were. I love go. Kevin Garnett. I love. I, I mean, I, I scream. Every, anything is possible daily on this show. Yeah, that was the all-time greatest. Great, he was great in Uncut Gems. I love his passion. He's such an asshole. Like his shit talking to Car- Carmelo Anthony, legendary. Um, I'm gonna give Kevin Garnett. I, I, I'm gonna give him an eight. I like Kevin Garnett. An eight. I like him. I would go seven. I like KG as yeah, well. He's no Iguodala. They did eliminate the Nuggets one year. He didn't. He didn't personally wound you in any way. <laughs> <laughs> Just say it. I like KG. I'm a KG fan. All right. That does it for today's installment oh of the Haters God. Guide. We might have to do a couple more Haters Dude, Guides between like, now and the preseason. I cannot believe you did not invoke the name Yusuf. Come on. What is that number? Come on. Do I really? Is there mystery surrounding it? Andre Iguodala. I, I just, we, it was a great conversation we had. Nurkic would not have been that. Um, all right. Let's take a break. We do have Jace Frederick waiting for us. Pioneer Press. He'll be on the other side. We'll take one quick break. Eric, do you want to do these? Did you finally pull these I up? Did, I did finally pull it up. Breckenridge Brewery. What are you telling me about Breckenridge Brewery? I will tell you about Breckenridge Brewery. Uh, did you know that it's the official beer of DNVR, Breckenridge Brewery? Have, I did know When that. the bar reopens in the coming months, we will have beers on tap and regular seltzers being sold here at the V2 of the DNVR bar. Yeah. I can't wait. Uh, so remember, supporting our partners is supporting us. Uh, they have a beer for any occasion. There's no better way to watch a game than having some Breck Brew. We're putting together our next edition of our uh, DNVR official tailgates. For the oh, Breck man. So I'm, I'm, I'm working with Breck Brew right now, working yeah, on marketing right. materials, putting that up. They're, they're going to be an integral part of our tailgates coming up. It's the best, man. We love them. They are our... True Actually, you know where the best tasting Breckenridge Brewery is? It really is at the tailgate. You know why? A couple of reasons. I've said this before. It's fall. Have, it happens in, in autumn, which is where you drink the Avalanche Amber. Um, and it's outside. It's at the stadium. You're like yeah. excited. I'm telling you, it's the top beer is yeah. a Breck beer at the tailgate. And if, you, if you've not been, like, just to get this on your radar to start thinking about it, like, our place that we have our tailgates is so unbelievably picturesque it's up on a hill it looks directly unencumbered view of uh empower stadium breckenridge brewery starring a is has a starring role at these so uh they are our homies go check them out at uh, breckbrew.com and check out the breck brew locator if you're looking for some of that autumnally focused goodness also i'll tell you about avaca tv they are the new goat g-o-a-t goat in colorado sports that is greatest of all tv Oh, I like that. It's part of the ads and it's Newport here. I kind of like it. Ivaca TV delivers amped up sports coverage for Colorado sports fans. You know what they've got. Altitude TV, AT&T Sportsnet, and the NFL Network. The trifecta, the holy trinity. You can watch all of your teams here in Denver. We know Comcast. I want Comcast to be a, a, like in 20 years. We don't even know who they are. That's what I hope. That's what I almost yeah, we'll be for. like. Like, who, like who what was that? that? Yeah, they yeah, were like. Back you're like, oh, oh were they, were they part of J.C. Penny? Yeah, exactly. They're going to be the Mervins of yeah, <laughs> uh, going forward. So that's what I'm rooting for. Why? Because Avaca TV is going to replace them. They're carrying Altitude Sports. So if you want to watch the Nuggets this season legally and on television, get you can get Avaca TV. You also get the DNVR channel. Us right now, live streaming on the DNVR channel on a, the Avaca TV package. It's only twenty five dollars a month. Five dollars for the receiver. Uh, right now, Colorado. Sports fans get $10 off per month for the first three months. To score that deal, go to evaca, E-V-O-C-A dot TV slash Colorado 10. That's evaca.tv slash Colorado 10, and you get that discount. No contracts, no catches. Evaca TV is made for champions of the remote. What would you what would you give Comcast as a company? Oh, a zero. Yeah, they get they a would zero. they would get lower than Yusef Nurkic. They are an absolute zero. They're an absolute a zero. Full zero. Guys, we're now going to bring in our special guest today, segment three, and it's Jace Frederick of the Pioneer Press. He is doing a great job covering the Minnesota Timberwolves. Now Tim Conley's Timberwolves. Uh Jace, thank you so much for taking time to join the show. Hey guys, appreciate it. I don't know, a little bit low Kevin Garnett ratings for me to follow up with. Uh, <laughs> Those I are like low. A seven. A seven here in Minnesota is like Slander for Kevin Garnett. Well, wait, is anything that happened after he left Minnesota? Did, does any of that weigh in? Like his the no. fact that he's now best known as a Celtic does that great on you? Uh, well, I think it probably does great on people here. There's certainly like the Hall of Fame debate. Um, mm. You know, like who did he align more with there? But frankly, like. Did you see maybe Matt Stafford and the way like Lions fans celebrated his Super Bowl? Uh, uh, they were 
it was Detroit mania for Matt Stafford. Everybody was behind him. That was Minnesota people rooting for Kevin Garnett. And when afterwards, when he won, they did the, he did the soda, this is for you. I think like he definitely ingrained himself even more than he was as a player as like, oh my God, we got a shout out after a championship. That's like next best thing. Wow. Uh, so <laughs> to get a there, shout is no, out. there is no hatred on Kevin Garnett. So Jace, you kind of set the table for me a little bit here already, just in saying that one of the things that I think is important to frame the Timberwolves in this era that the is that they really have been the least successful franchise over the last 30 years. It's not just that they're like, haven't had championships, which neither have the Nuggets playoff success, which neither really have the Nuggets other than very recently. It's that they haven't really even been in the playoffs. How much of that do you think when we think about, they just made an all in move. I mean, a real big time all in move. How much of the equation do you think has to do with, Hey, they need to like start something something that could maybe last a few years in Minnesota, and this is the best bet. I think that's fair. Um, I definitely think there was a sense within the organization of, hey, we're starting to build some momentum coming off last season, and there was a real fearsome trepidation that if they sat pat status quo, they were going to take a step back. Just looking mm. at the teams that were you know, that were hurt last year, the rosters, um, you know, Denver is certainly going to probably be still better than Minnesota, and it would have been leaps and bounds had Minnesota done nothing. Uh, the Clippers, if they are healthy and have their guys, you think they're going to be better. Uh, the Lakers always still feel like they're just one move away from maybe being better if their entire team's healthy and they can pull the right lever at some point. Uh, New Orleans, who knows? So there was a lot of, I think, fear of if we don't do anything, we're going to get lapped. We're going to be back in the play-in, and we might not make it into the playoffs, and now we look like a failure of a season, and there's a direction question again. Uh, so I think doing this now, you say, okay, from Minnesota's perspective, we should be locking ourselves into roughly 50 wins, give or take two, maybe here or there. Um, and you know, for Anthony Edwards, for his next three or four years here, he's going to be part of successful basketball teams and feel good about the organization. And he's going to play in a lot of important games. So I think that's why even with making that all in move and the guys might say it's championship or bust, I don't think the organization feels that way. I think Fans are going to be happy if the team is just relevant, maybe making a push for the second round uh, because that has that just doesn't happen here. And uh, the organization, I think, is going to be thinking, okay, we're just winning culture here and we're setting this up as kind of the standard um, as far as like consistently relevant, consistently pushing wins, consistently playing in important games, which is also important for this organization because they haven't had it forever. Wouldn't you consider, though, not having a first-round pick for five years – sort of a bust if it doesn't work <laughs> like where do hey, you every go? other year they get one <laughs> okay <laughs> i see okay okay, okay. As of right now uh, yeah i i certainly do see like everybody else looking at that and saying well you might be kind of messing up your future but i think minnesota looks at it as okay we've got anthony edwards who turns 21 on friday yeah. uh you know Jaden mcdaniels who just is 21 and they view those guys as kind of like pillars for the future and okay say the gobert thing doesn't work out uh, or just, you know, it wraps up here in four years and, and then you part ways and you didn't win a championship. Well, now you have those guys who've had, you know, more playoff experience and right. ideally, you know, you still have like your odd year first round picks or even your, whatever one it is, uh, even your odd first round picks. And then uh, I think you're hoping that Anthony Edwards is the kind of guy who maybe pulls in more guys to a top tier mid-level player wants to sign and play with him. Um, those kinds of things. So I think they feel like their core is young enough that they're not too worried that they can't add younger players uh, for years to come here uh because then by the time this is all said and done anthony edwards is gonna be like 26 so yeah how, how do you feel like what is the fan base's response been to the move are they mostly yeah. positive or, i'm not talking about writers because that's a, almost a different mm -hmm. question but right. just the fan base what's your sense yeah and also like what was your initial reaction to the trade too i th i think my initial reaction was very much the same as fans initial reaction like right when it comes out you look at the compensation and you think Holy smokes. Uh, that is, it is so many picks, so many players um, that in within the first hour, I would say fans were thinking, what an overpay. Um, yeah. And then, but it doesn't take long, I think, then for, you know, fans have this um, amazing bounce back ability to find the positive light in just about anything. Uh, and then you see like a guy with Gobert's resume and what he did for Utah and how he ranks out, you know, statistically and a lot of advanced numbers. And, uh, the things he does that Minnesota didn't have and clearly lacked even this last season. And, and now I would say it was markedly positive of uh, the reaction of fans of just like, <clears throat> okay, I think this is a consistent winner. I think this covers up a lot of cats warts, which was maybe one of the more important things they could do this off season. Um, I think people see a really good fit. And I just think there's the fan reaction really does date back to the history of this organization. There is like a security that this team is going to be at worst pretty good which is not something that they've been able to 
anticipate or celebrate uh, for a long time. So I definitely think it's it's 90%. Maybe there's 10% of people who maybe think like, well, this still isn't going to work. Uh, this right. is the way the NBA is going. I oh, gave up way too many picks for that. But most of it's pretty positive and pretty excited, I think, around here that there's just going to be a winner in town. I think the thing, you and you mentioned this word, I think, earlier, is just relevant. Like, they're going to be relevant. I think they're the most interesting team next season and sometimes interesting is as important like especially with new ownership you're like hey i don't know if we're gonna win but guess what people are gonna care what we are because we're so unique and i think it that's it the basketball question here you know people are gonna debate it i actually kind of like it as a basketball fit i think there's a good chance it's going to work the further four or five years ago when this nuggets era started i thought a lot about the X's and O's, like that's what it is. And I actually, the more I follow the NBA, the more I think that is a very important part of it. it might be 60, 70%, but there's these other aspects of it. And that gets me to this question. You already had D'Angelo Russell, Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns. That's a big three of superstars. Now you add another superstar. There's effectively four stars of some caliber there. Who do you think has to sacrifice the most from what they most are comfortable doing out of those four guys? I think it's probably going to be Carl Anthony Towns. Um, you can look at Ooh. the way in which they they basically, like the start of last year, they put Towns in the post a lot. Just because in a one-on-one, Carl Anthony Towns really can't crush people in the post. But he got yeah. doubled ad nauseum and really struggled with that. So they moved him out to the perimeter. Um, and he anybody who tried to guard him with the center, you knew those were the teams that maybe weren't the most well-coached. Uh, because... He would just blow by guys and either get fouled or score at the rim uh, with relative ease. And then, you know, maybe the opposing center takes three steps back and Towns nails the triple. I don't think he's going to get as many advantageous matchups out of that um, mm-hmm. anymore. I, I do think that he'll be guarded by a lot of fours who can kind of keep up with him, I guess. So I don't think he's going to get as many easy buckets just by playing out on the perimeter anymore. I think he's going to have to maybe find his offense in other ways. Um, he's going to have to change the way he does things, maybe be a little bit more trigger happy from three, which was uh, – kind of a constant talking point that that wasn't the case in the second half of last season. I feel and like he I would like that, though. I don't know if up is going to be great. What I think say? he'll like taking more threes, though. I love him taking more threes, but it goes against his instincts. Uh, okay. He, he really fought it last year, um, especially down the stretch, and we would bring it up a ton, and he would talk about how he needed to find the balance of the game um, and just really seem to enjoy driving. Uh, so I think – that's going to be something he'll have to transition. I think it'll be great if he does it, but I think he's going to be fighting himself on it. Um, in the post, it's going to be interesting with Gobert on the other side, probably in the opposing dunker spot, and is how are the doubles going to work there? Uh, so just as far as everything, I think D'Angelo Russell gets a boost out of having a pick-and-roll partner. I don't think there's much that's going to affect the way Anthony Edwards plays. I think it'll be Carl Anthony Towns who has to find maybe different solutions with Gobert on the court. Who do you think benefits the most from this move? What, like Individually, I'm not as a team, but individually, who do you think is going to feast the most now uh russell for sure uh, at least as far as upticking from where he was a year ago he's a pick and roll player and minnesota just didn't have a roller carl anthony towns yeah. is not a roller um his from the screen setting to just it just doesn't seem to be what he wants to do as far as like crashing down the lane uh that's what rudy gobert does and frankly rudy gobert on the defensive end uh, is going to help hide D'Angelo Russell in ways that Minnesota was able to last year with scheme, but then not in certain matchups. Now Russell can get beat and won't matter. Like we saw Utah, that happens with them all the time. Uh, So I think that he gets better on both sides of the floor now. Uh, Russell having a guy who you can throw lobs to, having a guy who you can run pick and rolls with, and then having a guy who's got your back defensively. Uh, I think he can have a big uptick this year as long as he stays engaged and positive and committed to what they need to do for 82 games. This is a tough one, this next question, because sometimes when we ask about people's players' character, we don't really know. We're just judging off what happens, you know, what their character <laughs> right. is. We're just <laughs> deciding whether, we not, uh, whether or not we hate them. <laughs> In Eric's case, that's, that's what we're doing. <laughs> but one of my main questions I have is Towns is really good. Gobert's really good. I question whether both of them are tough enough like physically mentally leadership wise all of those things sometimes that can be developed over the course of a career or maybe even in short order but that's my big question is i wonder if those guys are tough enough to handle you just mentioned carlton towns might have to sacrifice what if his numbers are low he's not first second or third team you know nba this year like is that a mentally is he able to say hey but it's this is how we win and going gets tough like who is the guy that that kind of steps up to the adversity are those two guys in your opinion do you worry at all about that aspect of this dynamic yeah 100 percent um i i do think carlton towns is maybe willing to sacrifice to some degree because like 
hey, his numbers went down when Jimmy Butler came. And yeah. he wasn't really ever the one to make like a stink about that. Uh, he kind of took it all in, in stride. And uh, obviously the relationship didn't go that great. But it was never for Towns because the production wasn't there or the numbers dipped. Right. Um, frankly, he, he moved up into All-NBA because they won so much. Uh, but I do wonder, and when the going gets tough, you know, like who is the guy who takes over? Who's the guy they turn to? Who's the guy who maybe uh, – ignites them uh, because it was Patrick Beverly last year. It really was in a lot of different ways and they needed that. Um, and I think their plan as an organization, I think there are many different avenues in which they could have parted ways with Patrick Beverly. And I'm not surprised that they did uh, because they, I think they just kind of thought it was time to move on because yeah. as, as all of the good Beverly does, there also is kind of some negativity. I think that comes with it um, with, you know, just the way you're handling things, you're, the energy you're bringing, it's kind of tough to sustain and, and it can, show itself in bad ways at times as well. But now somebody else has to do that. Um, right. and I think it's going to fall on Anthony Edwards' shoulders as much as anyone else um, because I don't know if Towns or Gobert has it in them because I don't think we've seen it a lot from them. Um, who can be the person to kind of lead the charge? Who can be the person who's you know rising up to the moment? Who can be the person who's giving this team the confidence that they, okay, you can compete against this team. You can you can rise up to this matchup and challenging guys and whatnot. Um, I don't know if Gobert or Towns has it. I don't, and maybe people in Utah would answer that differently. I'm um, having a better look at him for, for so long, but I would guess that it's going to be on Anthony Edwards to do those types of things. Do you think this is Anthony Edwards' team already? It sure feels that way. Um, and I don't think you'll... You know, anybody around the team would say that because right. they would very much like to play it off as one and one A with Towns and Edwards. Um, but it definitely feels like people gravitate towards Anthony Edwards. It's his teammates, people within the organization. Like it's he just has that aura about him where you can't help but think like also in the big moments who rises to them. It's Anthony Edwards. It certainly feels like that. Um, I think to, to just about everybody, and it might even feel more like that every single year as we go down the road. But I would I would say it kind of is right now, frankly. I, I have a feeling that that will be definitive by the end of the year. And I think Towns is a phenomenal yeah. player. I just, there is the personality aspect of this yeah, is so important. It's massive. Yeah. Like, even just, I mean, obviously, it's like outside perspective and even more so like rivals. Um, Anthony Edwards is just like, it, I find myself having a hard time hating him. <laughs> well, he's just very cool, is what it is. And here's Carl the thing. Anthony Towns, I have no problem. Here. Yeah, very easy, very easy not to dislike. As, <laughs> as, as a Timberwolves team. fans, too, man. There's, there's a lot of that. Um, you know, Cat has like a. It's an interesting thing with Cat. You know, like he puts up some great numbers, and he does a lot of things that aren't. You know, like he'll always try to say and do the right thing, and there's a lot of things that are really admirable with that. But there are so many times at like a random bar or something, you'll start talking to a Timberwolves fan, and they're like, "I don't know what it is. I just rub <laughs> me the wrong way when I watch him play every night." And that's fans of the team. So I'm not surprised that that's, that's you know the outside hilarious. perspective as well. I think it's rare to be on. Honestly, this dynamic happens all all of the time, and sometimes it fractures a team. Like sometimes you have two equally talented players, or maybe even one's more talented than the other. Right. But there's one that's loved and one that's not, and it and it's just it can really create fractures. And I'm that'll be another little dynamic here to watch. Anthony Towns the ultimate teammate by being unlovable. <laughs> I, mean, I don't think he's aiming for it. He's not like shielding everybody by being unlovable. Um, here's the last one I have for you, Jason. This has been great. So. Give me the teams in the West that you feel are comfortably in a tier above the Timberwolves at this very moment. Okay. I'm going to pull something up here. So I'm not obviously forgetting someone where it's like, what about them? Oh yeah. Them too. Uh, Certainly. I think the Clippers um, just assuming that they're going to be who we think they're going to be Uh, the nuggets. I for sure would have in that group. Um, My guy pandering. I love it. (laughs) Smart. I mean, I, 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 I found myself watching a lot of Nuggets games last year, even, uh, and just because it was relevant down the stretch. So if the Wolves weren't playing, I would tune into the Nuggets, and man, that was a fun team to watch. Like yeah. I, I Jeez, drew a massive appreciation for Nikola Jokic. Uh, <laughs> it was pretty incredible. Uh, the Warriors for sure, Phoenix for sure. Um, those are probably the only. Oh, and Memphis. I would say Memphis is still going to be a step ahead of Minnesota. It, it depends on how they start the year, um, and certainly like when Jackson comes back, how much that. But by, yeah. by April, I would just take Memphis as probably the better team than Minnesota. This and I, I have the same list minus Memphis. To me, Memphis would be in the Timberwolves' tier. Give me the teams that are that. that are in the Timberwolves' tier. Are they the, they're the next tier, I, I assume. Yeah, I, I would say like Dallas and New Orleans. And I, I kind of feel like that's a pretty small tier. Um, okay. So if Memphis is in it, that maybe makes it a little bit more like level. Uh, but I have it as a, a smaller tier with just those three teams, frankly. What about Portland? I don't see it. I mean, I, I, I think that they're going to be a play-in team that is, like, 
fighting to be in, in the play. Yeah. Um, I'm, maybe I'm just not the biggest Jeremy Grant believer, uh, but I don't know if that's enough to really shake the trees for me and say like, oh, okay, now Portland's back. It certainly um, worked but for I, Detroit. I don't, I don't know how, how it's going to look with Lillard and Simons. Like, I just see that as an okay team that like in a one-game play can scare you, but I don't think it's going to be consistently great throughout the season. So you're not buying Sacramento as like the sleeper team this year at all. I, I'm telling no. they're trying to be. That people aren't paying attention. They got hurt or they, they're I trying to make some moves. I don't know if they're a sleeper team so much as just that they're asleep. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's that's just a team of like, the, I don't think the ceiling's very high. Like, yeah. I mean, those other tier of teams, Dallas, Minnesota, New Orleans, like I think that's like teams that have higher ceilings if everything breaks just right. I don't think Sacramento is in that argument at all. Um, I definitely think they're a team where it's like, yeah, maybe nine or 10 if everything breaks right for them. Awesome. Well, he is Jace Frederick from St. Paul Pioneer Press. Anything you want to promote before we get out of here? Got nothing. Kind of hit me in my dead zone. I have almost nothing to promote right now. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> my we, kind of guy. We, we just uh, ranked players by how much we hate them. That's, that's, uh, that's you, where we are content-wise. Uh, the, the worst part is, is that that's the high season for me. Yeah. <laughs> that is yeah. The, I just peaked. <laughs> so if you ever need me to come on in early August, I promise I'm free. So this is <laughs> there you go. Next one, I'm like, oh, sure. Yeah, I have literally nothing else going on. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jason. I really appreciate it, man. Have a good one. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Uh, and Kel, you can cue that outro music. This was a great one. Tell you, Jace, yeah. nine five. Really? What a great guy. Nine and a half. He talks about the Timberwolves. I didn't hate him at all. <laughs> He complimented Jokic. He complimented Jokic. He uh, he made very uh, you know like complimentary uh, statements about the Denver Nuggets. All right, well, a couple more rapid fire uh, haters guide questions, okay? Kale Sorbo. Oh, one go next. One okay. Uh, Brendan vote. Uh, Brendan vote. Who is that? <laughs> uh, Harrison Wind. Harrison Wind. Uh, undisclosed score. <laughs> Duvali A. Johnson. Ten. Ten. Yeah. <laughs> Easy to. Um, Eric Weedham. Oh, my God. Is this dark? <laughs> <laughs> Holy smokes. Let's just, above, let's just, go, let's just roll to the other. Above or below Jeremy Grant. Wow. Or, or Kobe Bryant. I can't, <laughs> let, let's just let this one. <laughs> hey, Hit that like button on the way out, everybody.